Oh, yes, it's Sunday. So blessed that you are here. We need Jesus to take the wheel in our nation, in our personal lives. This is Pastor Todd Coconato. You're tuned in to the Todd Coconato Show here on Real Talk Radio. Very powerful. All right, we're going to get into the uh, broadcast. I'm so glad that you're here. We've got a lot of things to talk about today, and I just really need Jesus to take the wheel in our nation. Please, please take it from this. Oh, gosh, I don't even want to say because uh, it won't be too Sunday. It'll, <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble. Joe Biden, Joe Biden. What do we say about Joe Biden? It's hard to say anything good about the man because it's just so egregious to see the direction that those that are handling him, his handlers, are trying to take our country, the globalists, the elites, uh, those that think that we don't know that they exist. It's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, it's like the Wizard of Oz. And yet they really aren't all powerful and all knowing, although they try to portray themselves that way. They're actually very, very troubled people. They can't even figure out, half these people can't even figure out what gender they are. Um, they want to, you know, uh, basically give us their reprobate minds because that's what they have is reprobate minds. And so there is a remnant. I believe you're part of that group if you understand what I'm saying. And uh, you have a concern. You have a concern for our country, a great concern, an urgency. You have a concern for our world, the direction they're trying to take us. I mean, there's so many different levels of this thing, whether it's the wars and rumors of wars, whether it's the vaccines, whether it's this pandemic nonsense that they keep pushing, uh, you know, the World Health Organization, the CDC, guys like Fauci, uh, you know, Bill Gates buying up the farmland. I mean, there's so many different layers. It's like almost overwhelming. The news cycle is almost overwhelming. The truth community trying to debunk everything that they put out because it's total propaganda and lies. And then people say, well, Pastors shouldn't get involved in politics. Really? Is this even politics? I mean, at this point, is this politics or is this trying them trying to take away our rights and freedoms and destroy our country? I mean, if I was somebody that was trying to destroy the United States of America, I would be doing exactly what they're doing. Uh, the policies, the economic policies, stopping uh, the Keystone XL pipeline, stopping America from being energy independent, going to our worst enemies and giving them billions of dollars in American wealth and resources to buy oil from them, you know, bowing down to these countries that literally hate us. And then, and then we, what's the difference? Environmentalists, can you please explain this to me? What is the difference of them drilling over there or drilling here other than the fact that they get the money and we don't? Um, total nonsense. And then now, you know, with the, the, so they keep pushing electric cars. Okay, electric car. You got to get an electric car. All the, all, all the companies are now making electric vehicles. And they're doing this because they're being mandated to do this. You know, all these car companies. And, and yet, then, then you got pressure on the power grid because the power grid is antiquated. And I've been covering this for years, by the way. Uh, a major concern with the power grid from an EMP threat that still hasn't been addressed. President Trump was trying to address that. Some people say that certain uh, specifications and things were put into effect through the Trump administration that help in that area, but our power grid is still antiquated. President Trump, when he was in the White House, he uh, was looking at our airports and saying our airports, our critical infrastructure, everything was crumbling. So he was doing his best to 
fix that and the military that was also being underfunded, even though we spend absolutely, like, I think trillions of dollars, black projects, black budgets, um, you know, but everything just got so ridiculously expensive from these defense contractors. And so one plane ended, I mean, one plane used to be able to build like 20, 30 planes off what it costs for one plane right now. I understand technology has advanced and things like that, but I think some people are lying in their pockets. What about you? And so President Trump was trying to right these wrongs. I mean, what about NATO and the countries that weren't paying their fair share as we were sending our military and our our young men and women over there to stand with them and fight for them? And so that's what President Trump was doing. He was making the wrongs right. He was turning the upside down, right side up, and really looking under the covers of a lot of these things. And it really ruffled a lot of feathers because guess whose feathers were ruffled? The people that were making the money. You know, I could I could just go on about this for a long time. I want to get into some spiritual matters today because it is Sunday. But I also think that it's very egregious and concerning that many people don't see what's going on and that many people still have their heads buried because it's high time that we understand the urgency of the hour and listen, we're, we could either lose this country or we could take it back. But the choice is ours. And we've got to get involved in, in every level, uh, including the local level. We've got to show up at the school boards, continue to do these things, become poll watchers, run for office, meet with your elected officials, know them, be in their ear, be calling them. I know a few congressmen and women, and I'll tell you, they, they've said this to me multiple times, is that when they would hear constituents and people in their in their uh, areas, picking up the phone and calling them on an issue when they would get three, four, five, six calls a day on something, that would mean something to them because they knew that they had struck a chord. They knew it was an issue that their voters cared about. And so it's important that we pick up the phone. It's important that we sound the alarm. It's important that we become the squeaky wheel because that 3% of people that's been pushing this globalist just insane agenda on us. It's literally like three, four percent of our population, by the way. But the silent majority has just sat back and we've been so consumed with our our own lives and entertainment and and different things that have become idols, video games and all different types of things that we've been uh, just distracted by. And meanwhile, our country is being taken down strategically. And now we're in like the final stages of this thing. I mean, you know, it's like uh, I'm going to I'm going to read a blog from my friend uh, Mario Murillo. He's an evangelist. I'm going to read his blog later on in the show because I think it's something that he put it out last week. But I think it's something we should talk about. Uh, I actually uh, really appreciate this man, his ministry. I've known him for a long time and really appreciate him. So we're going to read his blog a little bit later. And that addresses some of the things in our world, in the in the Christian community. In, in the prophetic world and some of the things that have gotten a little out of control in that area. And I actually did a live stream uh, as well about this where I talked about it. And uh, I think that's important that we have this conversation. So lots of different things to discuss. Now, have you seen this where they're trying to get us to eat bugs? Have you seen this thing? They're now trying to get us to eat bugs, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a joke. This is true. Um, they are trying to do that. In fact, I'm going to play a clip here real quick. And, uh, I know you can't see the video on the radio, but you can hear it. And what these, I'm trying to be nice here What these very troubled individuals are trying to do to get us to eat bugs. Okay. Hold on. Let's, let's play the clip. Crickets. You start with crickets. Yeah. Crickets in a beer. (laughs) And then you kind of 
you know, move up to tarantulas. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, so she's eating the bugs How now. How do you flip a scorpion? She's flipping scorpions. Good? Is that good, guys? Dinner. Dinner. Here we go. go Bunch of bugs. Hot. Okay, so Angelina Jolie is eating bugs in this video. Oh, it's good. Oh yeah. Oh, surprising. Wow. I can see why you're into this. I can see why you're into this. Hard to chew. Scorpion. All right, I'm gonna stop it there. I mean, this is what the globalists want. They want us to eat the bugs. They want to stop the cows. You know, get rid of cows. Cows bad. Bugs good. <laughs> Friends, that, that's what a reprobate mind looks like. That's that's what this is. What the the madness that they're pushing on us while they tell us that a man can be a woman, a man can be pregnant, right? Men have uh, you know menstrual cycles. <laughs> they're gonna call what's good evil, what's evil good. But I mean, this is even like the next level. I mean, this is stuff that you you couldn't even you can't even make this stuff up. And by the way, did you hear recently? You know, all these years they've said that anybody that talked about chemtrails was a conspiracy theorist. They were a conspiracy. And we were saying, well, wait a minute, but we know the difference between contrails and chemtrails. There's a big difference. And so these planes that were, you know, putting this stuff out, and we were, I mean, I think they took down social media accounts over this. I think they, they you know, they, they put their fact checkers and everything, and, you know, we were the tinfoil hat people. But, but now they're calling it geoengineering. And now they're openly admitting that they use aerosol sprays. Wait a minute here. So these people that are trying to be like God, you got uh, this, you know, Noah Harari, Aval Noah Harari, or whatever his name is. They call him the prophet. I've done a couple shows with Clay Clark on this. And this guy is out here just absolutely, I mean, an abomination. He's saying that God is fake news. And yet he's saying that we can be gods, which is exactly what the Bible said, literally what the Bible said was going to happen. And these things are happening. It's just insane that some people still have their heads buried and they don't look into these things, you know, because they just believe what the mainstream corporate media says. And that's it. They're, they're happy. They're content with whatever the mainstream corporate media feeds you. You know, so we got a real battle on our hands. But the good news is there's shows like this, the Real Talk Radio uh, that has a station full of truth tellers here that's on uh, on the air right now in the podcast, of course. And so we're going to keep speaking the truth. We're going to keep standing. And people like you and me are going to be the fire starters that literally get this whole thing going here, you know. So, again, I'm going to say, Jesus, take the wheel. We need you, Lord. Yes, we do. All right, we'll be back. This is the Todd Coconato Show we got a lot of things to talk about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd here. Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> thank God for his word. Thank God for your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just thank you. I praise you. Because otherwise, we'd literally go crazy, right? But we do have the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is so good. So, so good. I want to read a scripture here. As I'm thinking about this song, there was Jesus. It's in John 8, 44. It says, you are of our father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar 
and the father of it. And that's the truth. The devil is a liar. He is a liar. He's always a liar. And those that serve the devil are his minions, his minions here on this planet, his minions on earth. They're liars too. They lied to us about Ukraine. Okay, look what's going on in Ukraine. I mean, the whole thing is, you know, propaganda. Where's that money going? Where is the money going? There was a civil war already happening there. And where are the billions and billions of U.S. dollars, your taxpayer money, where's it going? Good question, right? Was it, is it lining the pockets of Nancy Pelosi, who's a, who's a politician? Because how did she become so wealthy? That's what I always want to know. How did she become so wealthy as a politician? Pretty crazy stuff, right? Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. You know, Disney and Starbucks, I've been talking about both these. And I got to be careful because these companies like to attack people like me now. And so I'm going to be careful what I say. But you can follow me on Facebook at Real Todd Coconado or on the, uh, my personal page, Todd Coconado 444, at Todd Coconado 444 on Facebook. And I talk about these things, and I just share my personal experience. Now, I want to share with you today my personal experience. And in the next segment, we're going to get into uh, Mario Murillo's blog. I think it's really good, so stay tuned for that. He, he really addressed some of the, the chaos that's going on in the Christian community. But with Disney, I, I want to talk about this, because maybe you've never heard about this, but not only does Disney fund a lot of these woke agendas, as does Starbucks, by the way, but these companies. But it's time we start sh- shedding a light on this. And as a pastor, as a shepherd, I want to I want to articulate this. So pray that the Lord gives me the right words in this segment to talk about this. But if you're a parent and you're allowing your kids to be involved with Disney, okay, now, first of all, I understand this is very common. Uh, many people don't see anything wrong with it, and some of you may disagree with me, and that's okay, by the way. I just want to set some ground rules for the show. I may say things at times that you disagree with, and I want you to know I love you, and I'm not here to argue with you or here to upset you or, you know, you, you have every right as a free will individual to disagree with what I'm saying. But I am a pastor, and I've taken the oath as a pastor to share truth. And as a shepherd, because a shepherd, what a shepherd does is make sure that the sheep are safe and, and makes, you know, if there's a wolf coming, we're supposed to defend against the wolf, you know, expose the wolf. And so Disney is a big wolf. Okay. And the reason why I believe this thing is set up to really, now I have a daughter, she's a young, a young daughter, you know, she's three years old and, and I've watched this happen. Now I've also been a youth pastor. I've seen several different generations of young people get raised up. I've been a pastor for 20 years. It's not like I, you know, 20 over 20 years. So it's not like I, you know, this is something I'm just, you know, talking off the cuff about and really have no experience with. I've watched this from a spiritual standpoint. In fact, that's where, and and by the way, I got to give you the other side of it. I was in Hollywood as a child actor. So I saw it firsthand with some of the actresses and people that I knew that were my friends and even people I dated that were part of Disney. So I have a lot of experience here. It's not just um, me just kind of shooting something off the cuff here. This is something that I know very well. And I know that there is a spirit behind this. There's a demonic attack on our young people that's trying to catch them up as, as a very, at a very young age, very young, and bring them through. It starts with the princesses and, oh, this is so great, Elsa, and, you know, this one and that one. Have you looked into Elsa? Have you looked into the fact that there was a, a writer that was writing for that movie that Elsa's in? I believe it's Frozen. That, that wanted to introduce an LGBTQ character into the Disney uh, machine, you know, into the Disney movies. 
that the kids are watching. And this is, this is a hot topic inside Disney. And what they felt was, according to some articles that I've read, is that the man that was really behind this, you know, the one that was actually writing this script and whatnot, he, he didn't want to just outright expose it as an LGBTQ character because he felt that their movies, that the people were not ready for that yet and they would prob- there would be backlash. Oh, you think, you think there would? Well, I hope there would. Uh, nowadays, I'm not so sure because even in the Christian quote-unquote community, uh, some of these churches are now accepting this and they're just going against what the Bible says. And again, we don't hate the sinner because listen, there's all different types of sin. There's pornography, there's you know, uh, lust of the flesh. There's, you know, all different gluttony. I mean, you know, there's a million different sins, murder, you know, I mean, so we're not zeroing in on one sin, but the reason why I'm talking about this specifically is because I believe there's a major target on the young people's back these days, especially if they're in the school system, the public school system, and even in some private schools. And then they go into the colleges, forget about it. It's like a total indoctrination. And so you as a righteous parent, are trying to figure this thing out and say, how did this happen to my young people? Where did we go wrong? Now, some of you, praise God, your kids haven't rebelled and and they're strong believers in Jesus Christ. And that's a blessing. You better, you know, we all got to thank God for that. If that's our children, because my goodness, they're walking through a minefield, but you've done good in your parenting. Now, on the flip side, for the parents that have rebellious kids, and you're thinking, where did I go wrong? I, I want you to understand, it doesn't mean you're a bad parent, by the way. It doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong because this thing is set up to, to cause these kids to fail. It's set up to, to entrap them. It's an assignment from the pit of hell, and yet people don't see it. So what happens is they start you watching these little innocent princesses, supposedly innocent, but there's actually, it's like a whole thing that they start getting caught up in this, and as they grow up and get older, they follow this culture that they've been, you know, sucked into and they follow it up. And then all of a sudden there's like an age where then I guess these people feel like, okay, now it's okay to, you know, blatantly sexualize them like they did with Hannah Montana, you know, with, with uh, Miley Cyrus, look what they did with her and the, and the ridiculous outfits that they put on her and, and all the sexualization. Now, how many kids watched her as an innocent Hannah Montana on the Disney channel for so many years got totally caught up in being a fan of hers. And then all of a sudden, these same kids are, boom, this is how you should dress. This is how you should look. This is how you should act. You see how that happens so quick? And I've watched it too many times, friends. Too many times to discount it, that there's, there's some type of indoctrination, propaganda in a different form where they are sexualizing our young people. And we have to be spiritually astute and understand the plan here and understand how we can fight back on this because... The problem is in the Christian community, we're so nice and there's not a lot of people that want to ruffle any feathers. And when they do, they get, you know, discouraged or scared because people start threatening them like they do to me and then they back off. And, and I, I need your support, friends, because I am on the tip of the spear here and I didn't even mean to be in this place. This is just something the Lord did and I, I'm just fulfilling the calling, but we need your support. We need your help, by the way, because the, the, the warfare is brutal and I, I need your prayers too. But many of you are stepping up too. And I want to thank those that are, and we are going to win this thing, but we have to talk about these matters. We have to talk about these matters. And so be careful with Disney, please. Be careful with what your kids are watching. And it's not just Disney. There's a lot of them. But I'm just just calling out the worst offenders, Starbucks, Disney, others. All right, we'll be back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. I'm going to read Mario Murillo's blog. Very important. We'll be right back. I've seen his praise on a rifle shot. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd Coconato on this beautiful Sunday. Well, there's never a lack of things for us to talk about because, um, you know, there was this bigger Christian leader, I won't mention his name, said, Pastor Todd, I'm so thankful for you. You say things that we're thinking. I was like, well, that's good. That's a blessing. I'll take that as an honor. And I started thinking about why, why am I the one that says it? Why don't you say it too? I don't know. Maybe it's part of my calling. I don't know. But all right, anyways, we'll, we'll get into another truth speaker. His name is Evangelist Mario Murillo, and he put out a blog called Discernment Has Left the Building. This was posted on the 24th of July on his website, mariomurillo.org. He is a dear friend. He's been on the show before. But he wrote this article, and I want to read just kind of portions of it. It starts off like this. It says, I did see Elvis, and the first time I did, I was being taken into certain areas of heaven, and this beautiful garden there was a chapel, not a massive chapel. There are smaller places if you want to go there. And I heard music, and I was with the Holy Spirit at this time, and he moved the door open, and there was also an angel with me. I guess they think I might get lost in heaven. That's just a joke. You can't get lost in heaven. Uh, But they moved this door open, and I could hear the music, and it was Elvis playing. And he was playing to Jesus Christ from a video interview on a recent Christian website. So what he's saying is this self-proclaimed prophet also claims that she saw Robin Williams and Michael Jackson. She further claims to have visited heaven at will thousands of times. She saw tame dinosaurs, children riding a T-Rex, a massive roller coaster that was named The Rush, and a mountain made of jello. And so he says, Mario, you may ask, why are you writing this? There are many reasons. To understand my first reason, I look at our current crisis and how close this nation is to disaster. Will America ever heal from the ravages of the last few years? We have to feel the total impact of the pandemic, our moral landslide, division, and hatred. Many experts wonder if we will come out of this alive. Now, Mario, you may ask, why are you writing this? There are many reasons. So this is what he says. Then, then there is the chilling notion that all of this was bought and paid for. Did a handful of people who own much of the earth plan these calamities in order to beat America into global submission? Our freedom hangs by a thread. This is a time for repentance, fervent prayer, and mass soul winning. So my first point is simple. Even if these things were true, why would God in such a desperate hour be telling us about Elvis, Jello, and T-Rexes? The next reason is that I'm a soul winner. Many of the things that are said in the name of prophecy make us look crazy to outsiders. Those that I'm trying to reach need to know that I'm in no way a part of these kinds of claims. These shenanigans are used by our enemies to discredit the gospel. These shenanigans are used by our enemies to discredit the gospel. Let that uh, sink in there. The next reason, reason is that these, quote, prophecies, unquote, distract Christians every way from the front lines. They turn soldiers into spectators, seeking a fresh word. Some, quote, prophets, unquote, give us words every day. They are turning the prophetic into a daily horoscope. And the greater catastrophe in this, thousands have put away their Bibles in favor of these, quote, prophetic, unquote, messages. Real prophets are willing to rebuke the king. True, True prophets don't waste their gift on flattery or meaningless predictions. Those who are listening to the Holy Spirit feel the urgency of the hour. They are sounding the alarm to marshal the army of God to action. Prophets call out evildoers and religious hypocrisy. Their voice is raised under the balcony of wicked rulers, not in the comfort of Christian safe houses. 
Prophets are often the dread of evildoers, not the delight of bored believers seeking a, quote, fresh word, unquote. God is warning those who are dabbling in false prophecy. Start living a biblical truth. Start telling the truth or the anointing and blessing on you will vanish. Repent or it could cost you your life and your soul. Real prophets are willing to rebuke the king. True prophets do not waste their gift on flattery or meaningless predictions. Moses rebuked Pharaoh. Samuel rebuked King Saul. Nathan rebuked David. Daniel rebuked Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, John the Baptist rebuked King Herod. Right now, the harvest is great and the labors are few. The distractions generated by false prophets are reducing the number of available vessels to do the real work. Right now, we should be getting organized against the Democrat agenda, not chasing fantasies. At this moment, we should be preaching fire and reaching out to the millions of desperate souls who are ready for harvest. But in my final reason, it's the greatest. I got to keep reading this because it's just so good. The Bible commands leaders to put an end to these false teachings. Paul told Timothy, as I said, when I left uh, for Macedonia, please stay there in Ephesus and try to stop the men who are teaching such wrong doctrine. Put an end to their myths and fables and their, their ideas of being saved by finding favor with an endless chain of angels leading up to God. Wild ideas that stir up questions and arguments instead of helping people accept God's plan of faith, accept God's plan of faith. Now, notice that Paul did not name these false teachers. Sometimes he did, as in 1 Timothy 1.20, but in this case, he did not. No matter how much people scream for me to name names, I will not. It grieves me beyond words that I have to write this. I have prayed and waited for other leaders to do their duty. I've wondered where the adult supervision in this segment of the prophetic movement. I remember Ilhu, um, who remained silent as long as he could, waiting for those who were older and more qualified to correct Job. To finish before he began. So anyway, it's a great blog. It keeps going, but I just thought at least I'd read that portion of it. And we're already six minutes into the 14-minute segment here. But I just, what he's saying, and forgive my reading, by the way. I know I'm not like, uh, you know, I probably could read a little bit better. I am an, a former actor, so I should actually be pretty good at it. But uh, it's been a little bit, a little bit of years here. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I think you get the gist of it. What he's saying is that, look, you know, these people that are, are seeking a prophetic word every day instead of going into the Bible, that's dangerous territory because the Bible says faith comes from hearing, hearing from what? The word of God. And so I am all about the prophetic. I love the prophetic community. I believe in the fivefold ministry gifting. I'm not against prophets. Obviously, we've had prophets on this program. I'm friends with prophets. I'm pictured with prophets. And I myself also give a prophetic word and utterance from time to time. I don't consider myself a prophet, but I am somebody that has the gifting of prophetic. So I understand, you know, and somebody will say, well, that's a prophet. Yeah, I mean, I guess I operate in that gifting, but, you know, I'm more of an evangelist and a, and a pastor, obviously. So those are my strengths. But I think that some people operate in multiple fivefold ministry giftings, maybe all of them. Maybe you have all of them. I don't know. Um, so I'm not against that. That's fine. I think it's good if you operate more than one of the fivefold ministry giftings. That's a blessing. Uh, but anyway, I just I just wanted to share this word because I first of all uh, appreciate and honor Mario Murillo. Uh, I think it was a very bold thing that he did here, and I think it was the right thing. And I think that a lot of people are indeed chasing the latest prophecy. And while I am not against the prophetic, and I think it's important, I also think we have to understand that really this is an urgent hour, friends. I mean, just some of the things that I was talking about earlier, I didn't even get into the financial situation of our nation. You know, we have the global reserve currency, the U.S. dollar. It's the global reserve. Many people don't know this. 
It's been the global reserve currency since Brenton Woods, the Brenton Woods Agreement. And this has been our entire lifetime. Anybody that's listening to this broadcast, unless you're real old, I'm talking real old, uh, you know, you li- you have lived under Brenton Woods, you've lived under the U.S. dollar hegemony and the U.S. dollar being the global reserve. And so that's all we know. And so America has been printing, 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 and we have a major trade imbalance. And there's some significant cracks in the ceiling right now where some of these other world powers such as China and Russia and India even, they're all looking to exit. Look at the BRICS. And they're, they're building an alternative system to the SWIFT. And so to me, this, this could be, just what I'm talking about right now, could be the biggest single event from a monetary standpoint of our lifetime if the U.S. dollar were to lose the global reserve. And by the way, that's in motion right now. So if you think inflation is bad now, I can't even imagine what would happen if the U.S. dollar were to be dethroned. I think we would lose at least 30% or more of our intrinsic value overnight. Now, we've already lost a significant amount since 2000. I mean, if you go back, the buying power of the U.S. dollar, obviously, I mean, you go to the store, all you got to do is buy groceries. We used to be able to get groceries for our family, you know, for about 100 maybe $110, something like that. Now, that same amount of groceries has doubled. It's doubled. It's like 200 and something dollars. And that's just for groceries. And so, you know, if we try to go out to dinner somewhere, I mean, the bill for me, my daughter, my wife, I'm talking if we go to a fairly cheap place is over $30, sometimes 40. If we go to a nicer restaurant or even a medium considered nice restaurant, I'm talking like a chop house or something like that, you know, it's going to be $50, $60. Now, if you have multiple children and they're each getting a kid's meal and then a drink, and I know a lot of people are electing water these days, because drinks are like 3 or $4, sometimes 5 You know what I'm talking about. So a family of four going to dinner, I mean, you're paying, gosh, I mean, probably 50 60 bucks. And if you go to a finer dining place, it's more. And so a lot of people are just electing to stay home, but that doesn't really help because you're spending a ton of money on groceries. And this is, this is a trickle down. You know, it's like Reagan with his trickle down economics. That's what this is. And they are absolutely taxing the middle class those of us that work one, two, three jobs in order to support our family, yes, there's people that are now working three jobs. I know that for a fact. Um, I, I have multiple streams of income. I have to. It's the only way that we could afford to do what we do. And so we have two nonprofits, and then we also have a small business that I do. People don't even realize this. I do marketing on the side on top of everything else I do to help some of my friends and ministries and things because that pays the bills. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be able to survive. And so, and so it's crazy because you got certain, I mean, there's such a wealth disparity. You have some, some people that are out there flying around in, in their own private jets in the ministry. And then you got other people that barely can even survive. And yet, you know, you got this minister. Well, thank you, Pastor Todd, for being the one that speaks what we have on our mind. Well, that's great. Big Christian leader. But you know, there's a lot of arrows that come with that. There's a lot of, there's a high cost to this calling. You know, many people see the glory. They don't know the story. You say, I don't even know who you are. Well, that's, that's fine. It's not about my name. Okay, this has never been about my name, but the Lord has opened tremendous doors and given us a platform, praise God, where it's not just this radio show and podcast, but we, God has opened the door. It's all him. It's not me. And that's because we've, we've been like the prophet Isaiah and said, send me, I'll go. We've showed up. And I think he'll do the same and he is doing the same in many of your lives if you've shown up. But there's a good portion of people. You know, I had a guy online right now that was arguing with me because when I did this uh, live stream about Pastor Mario and what he said, which I absolutely agree with, you know, I mentioned something about the Q movement. Now, don't mention the Q movement because people are going to get mad at you. Either way, 
Either if you believe it, they get mad at you. If you don't believe it, they'll get mad at you. And so I don't I don't really say much about it. I, I read the Q posts for the most part. I understand the movement. I understand that a lot of the information was good stuff. But there was also a part of it that said, sit back and, and eat the popcorn. Just chill. It's all a show. It's all a show. And that was my, I made an analogy to some of the prophetic stuff that's going on. It's kind of similar where people are sitting back and they're saying, hey, look, everything is just going to be great. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to repent. You don't need to get involved in the local community. You don't need to do anything. There's these people that are going to be fighting for you and watch, watch how it all happens. Now, there may be some people that benefit from people like you and I that are active that really don't do anything and yet it still ends up being a good outcome. So I guess you can argue that way. I mean, there's going to be many people that did nothing. And yet, if there's a good outcome, praise God. Well, you know, that's the way it usually is. There's a small amount of people that fight for the masses. It's been like that all throughout history. But would you want to, how do you look at your grandkids? How do you look at your kids? Say, I did nothing when the communists were coming for me. I did nothing. I didn't do anything when the communists were coming for my religious liberties and freedoms. They they were coming to, to make a new world order, a global, yes, I said it. A globalist society, a one world government which the Bible, by the way, kind of alludes to, doesn't it? And a mark that's coming, a mark of the beast. Well, they're putting the whole infrastructure in place. And how would you feel? How would you feel if you just sit there and do nothing? Those that are quote-unquote Christian Democrats, I mean, my goodness, look what your side is pushing now. Can you get on the train of a man can have a baby? Is that okay with you? Can you get on the train that a baby can be born and murdered after the baby is born? Is that okay with you? Because who is sounding the alarm? And so I gladly take the arrows and the spiritual warfare that comes along with it because I know that if I have to look at my grandkids or my kids or history at least, we'll say, well, you know what? At least you said something. At least you did something, right? All right. Great song. We'll be back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Bless you. That's right. Oh, yeah. I don't do it for the glory. Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Todd Coconaut Show. Pastor Todd here. We've got about 10, 10 and a half minutes here left. And I just I just want to say this, okay? So, you know, I got, if, if people don't understand the war that we're in and they lack the discernment and they just think everything is peachy, oh, I'm not trying to be a negative, no, because there's great hope. I have great hope. I just want you to know I'm a, I'm a happy camper. I'm a happy dude. Like, I go home, I got my family, I'm a happy guy. I mean, do we have challenges? Sure. Are, are there things that happen that we have to deal with? Absolutely. But overall, I thank God for my life, and I am a happy guy. I mean, I know I may sound a little agitated on air sometimes, or you know, maybe it come, you know, my passion comes off as something else. But the thing is, is that I just believe that we're all here for a purpose. I mean, a lot of people ask me, say, well, Pastor Todd, what is my purpose? And I say, well, you're a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian, Pastor Todd. Okay, great. You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He's living in your heart. His spirit lives in you. To me, that's that's it right there. It's all about souls. So, you know, souls are the most important thing to me. Where are you going to spend your eternity? So if you know Jesus, he's your personal Lord and Savior. You've got a relationship with him. He's not going to say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You are Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if you don't, if, you, if you're not sure about that, I would make today that day that you're sure. I would accept him in your heart today. I'd repent and turn from sin and unrighteousness, and I'd accept Jesus. He stands at the door of your heart knocking. All you have to do is let him in. So that's number one. 
Make sure you are a true follower of Yeshua, a true follower of Jesus. That's number one. But number two, if you are a follower of Jesus, there is something called the Great Commission that he's told us to do. Now, we've talked about this in depth before, so I'm not going to rehash it again on today's broadcast, but you can tune in to, I think, two Sundays ago on the Todd Coconato uh, Rumble channel, and you can listen to the service there about the Great Commission, and we get into it in depth. But the thing is, we're, we're meant to go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we make disciples. Now, that doesn't mean we just get people saved and that's it. That means we mentor, we disciple them, literally. We teach them the ways of Jesus Christ. We teach them the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. Hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way to the Father except through him. So if you don't know your purpose and you're a Christian, which is a follower of Jesus Christ and his teaching, if you're a Christian, then that means you make disciples. That's the great commission. He also tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. First, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul. And the second commandment, like the first, not the greatest, but it's like the first, love thy neighbor. We even got to love our enemies. That's tough. Doesn't mean we got to hang out with them. Doesn't mean we got to like them, but we got to love them in Christ. Forgiveness frees us. It doesn't just free them. It frees us up. And by the way, I talked about this this week, and I really believe this too, is that a lot of people have sickness in their body because they internalize unforgiveness, stress, worry, fear, anxiety, and, they, and that manifests that's the way this whole thing works. It manifests in a physical ailment. So think about this, okay? So if you're carrying the burden of stress on you every single day and you haven't laid it down before the Lord, somebody needs to hear this today. You haven't laid it down before the Lord, then that means that could manifest in the natural in a health ailment, infirmity. So the Lord says that he died on the cross. Listen, by his stripes, we are healed, so not only does he offer healing, but he also says, lay down your burden. Your yoke is easy, but your burden is light. Why is that? Because you've laid it down. Where do you lay it down? At the foot of the cross. Why? Because it's his burden to bear, not yours. Doesn't mean you give up. Doesn't mean you give in. Doesn't mean you don't pray. It just means lay it down at the foot of the cross. So there's right there, you know, love thy neighbor. Love, show God's love. You know them by their love. That's what the scripture says. So all these people that are super angry all the time and they don't show the love of Christ, I'm just going to warn you, you got to show, that's like the, the second greatest commandment. You know what I'm saying? Love thy neighbor. You got to love. Don't be mad. Don't be angry. Don't be bitter. Now, it doesn't mean be, you know, walked all over. Doesn't mean be weak sauce or soy boys or anything like that. That's the other extreme. And a lot of social justice warriors would love it if we do that. We are very nice as a community. Extremely nice. We play by the rules for the most part. We're nice. We're nice people. Okay, but the thing is, is that don't get walked on. Don't get walked all over. Don't get taken advantage of. Be wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. It's not easy. Wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. But the thing is, your purpose is, number one, great commission, love thy neighbor, tell people about Jesus, get them saved, set free, healed, and delivered. If you just do that, then God will reward you, not only on earth, but in eternity. Okay, because great will be your reward if you're a soul winner. That is our commission. That is what we're meant to do. And we need more of that. We need to make more disciples. Now, 
I believe every person has a calling. Every person has a unique calling. You have certain gifts, certain passions that the Lord has actually put in your heart. And those are your strengths. And if you're in a corporate environment, they, you can use them there. If you're in a church environment, you can use them there. These things follow you. And you notice, hey, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Some of my family members have different things that they're good at than me. And so I excel in certain areas and they excel in certain areas. You have children. I mean, listen, it starts at a young age. You can see they start excelling in certain things. You know, stoke those flames. Let them be who they're called to be. And some people and somebody here that's listening to this, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong relationship. I'm not talking about marriage. If you're in marriage, you got to fight for it unless it's one of the things that the Bible says that you don't have to fight for. And there are certain instances where you can get divorced. It's actually warranted and permitted in the Bible, believe it or not, even though Christians tend to be so brutal in that area. One of the things that our community just loves to do is eat their own and, and discourage people and attack them instead of preaching the gospel message. What is it? Well, Christ died for our sins. We repent and we turn from them. So if you've done something in the past, then it's in the past. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Repent of it. That's it. You know, when I was talking about all the abortion stuff, people were saying, oh my gosh, I had four abortions. You, you hate me. No, I don't. Do you know what a dirty, rotten scoundrel I was in the world? My goodness. Okay, I don't hate you at all. I, that's the whole gospel message. So look for your purpose. Your purpose, make souls. Get souls saved. You know, make souls saved, in other words. You know what I'm saying? Don't make souls. You don't make souls, but you know what I'm saying? You, you get them saved. That's what I'm trying to say. You get them saved. By taking them out of darkness and putting them into the light and life of Jesus Christ by sharing the gospel because the word of God does not return back void. And so you have a purpose. Now, you have strengths. You have gifts. There's things that God's given you, saint, person of God. There's things that God has given you to do to make a difference in this world that only you can do. There are other people that try to do it, but they can't do it because it was something that God made specifically for you. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's people that actually God has given a vision and you don't do it because you're fearful. And what happens is God will give a second person your vision. I've seen it happen in my own life where I was supposed to move in faith in an area and I got caught up or fear came in or I said, that's probably not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to do that. And all of a sudden I see somebody else doing what I was supposed to do because God has a first string, a second a string, a third string, a fourth string. I may be the fourth string. I don't even know. But the thing is, is that God is not ever out of resources or people or and so he's giving visions and, and many, many, many different things. Many, many different things to many, many different people in this hour. And that's one of the reasons I know he's not done. He's not done with me. He's not done with you. He's not done with this country. And so as many people that are afraid, that are scared, that think it's the end, it is not the end. The end is not yet, my friends. So you have a calling. You have a purpose. Many are called, but few are chosen. He made you fearfully and wonderfully. He didn't make a mistake in bringing you in this hour. Call upon the name of the Lord. Seek him. Ask him. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. You have a purpose. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. Don't get depressed. Don't feel like you can't do anything. I've seen a bunch of people that didn't think they could do anything, accomplish very big things because they had the faith to do it. Start that company. Do what it is that God's called you to do. Somebody needs to hear this today. You do have a purpose. You do have a purpose, my friend. And God's purpose for you is beautiful. And your life is not done. Your life is not done. You've had a couple of hiccups. You had a couple of bad experiences. People have hurt you, let you down. 
Don't worry about that. God is not done with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Let's just praise him, Lord. We give you the glory. We thank you for this time today. This is your country. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. This is God's country, my friends, and we're going to go out with that today, God's country. This is the Todd Coconado Show. My name is Pastor Todd. Listen, if you need a Bible, if you want to give your heart to the Lord, get in touch with me, Todd.Coconado, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, at R-L-C-U-S.org. That's my email. I'd love to hear from you. We bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Go out there, make disciples, be a light. This is God's country, and we're going to fight for it. We're going to stand until the end. We will not back down. We will not grow weary. Hallelujah. See you next week.